0: perspective the podcast hello everybody welcome back to perspective the podcast this is your host your homie and your therapist for free come speaking first of all how are we feeling about the new intro oh my god isn't that the dopest thing ever my amazing friend hamza if you're listening to this i fucking love you He is amazing. He does a little bit of music production every now and then. and Actually, it's been a while since he hooked us up with anything. So Hamza, get your ass back to that shit. Because he's so good. And I'm not even, you know, hyping him up right now. I am being genuine. And I'm spitting facts. Well, anyway, I asked him to make me a short, cute intro sound for the podcast. And he came through. And I'm obsessed with the outcome. You know, it's short, a little catchy and fun anyway let me know how you how you guys find it how are you guys doing i hope you're having an amazing time i hope you're healthy and well and i hope you're vibing wherever you are yeah i'm doing great you know just a little bit emotional today as i'm recording this episode i am still at home in morocco and i'm currently sitting on the floor of my bedroom with my little headphones mic and laptop and i'm recording this And, you know, ready to let it all out, per usual. And the reason why I'm emotional today is because I am leaving my, my, my house (laughs) to go back to Turkey. In literally, wait, what time is it now? In three hours. So... It's kind of, you know, it's kind of a bumpy road over here, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I did cry a little bit yesterday night while packing. Um, And I feel like I cried because of the mixture of both, like, me being emotional and packing, you know, being awful. And I just fucking hate, hate packing so much. Like, you know, you're excited to go somewhere and you're happy to be you know leaving or whatever and then there's packing you don't know what the fuck to take and what the fuck to leave you don't know if you want to go anymore it's just uh an emotional roller coaster i hate it every time every time i'm packing some shit goes down but anyway don't get me wrong i'm fucking excited to go back i almost got fucking butterflies but you know i can't help but feel a little sad it's a feeling that's a little, actually, it's not sad. It's it's like a feeling of attachment. You know, I feel like I want to stay here forever and never leave. But then I'm like, I know that I want to leave. You know, it's quite confusing because I miss my independence and I miss my own space. And I got a lot of, you know, exciting stuff coming back in Turkey. And I miss my friends and I want to hang out with them. And I miss, you know, the lifestyle that I have there. It's a different vibe, you know i- want, I don't want to sound like a bitch, you know when I say that you know I want my own space, but I feel like people who don't live with their parents would know exactly how great it feels to have your personal space, you know what I mean because and for some reason when I'm away I talk to even I talk to my mom more than when I'm here because when I'm away, I would call my mom even if she's at work, would have like a chat. She would come home at night and call me or Facetime me, and we'd talk about everything. But here we're just like in each other's faces all the time. So it's like, yeah. So now what? You know. But I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I feel really overwhelmed. Yeah, overwhelmed. Yes, this is the term that I was looking for. Oh my god, I feel more overwhelmed than sad, because the feeling of if of, of uh, what the fuck is happening? I can't fucking talk every time do I have dyslexia? no dyslexia is like, is it speaking? is it—is it about speaking? or is it about reading? I don't know. anyway what was I saying? I was saying that overwhelmed doesn't necessarily mean you're sad you know you could be overwhelmed but still be happy you know you could be happy overwhelmed you could also be sad overwhelmed but you know you have choices but if you're overwhelmed, it doesn't necessarily mean you're sad or depressed or anything. You're just emotional. You're going to cry because of the fucking hormones. You know, that kind of thing. Is that sweet spot where you're 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 not like devastated, but uh, you still get a little bit choked up. As I'm sitting on the floor of my bedroom right now, I can only imagine how deep it will hurt to leave my, my house. Like the moment where I'm going to have to, you know, go out of the fucking door and i kind of don't want that moment to come like this is my fucking house y'all this is my home it's gonna hurt like a bitch when i'm leaving and you know having to say goodbye and i fucking hate goodbyes here's another thing that i hate should i make an episode about stuff that i i'm sure nobody gives a shit about the things that i hate i'm gonna miss my room and the kitchen i spent most of my mornings and nights actually in the kitchen because for some fucking reason i just love working in the kitchen like we have this dining table i sit there for hours with my music and oh maybe it's because the snacks are closer actually that makes a lot of sense i'm gonna miss it here a lot i'm gonna miss this house so much but you know there's something that's kind of pulling me together is that i know where i'm going you know it's not like i'm going somewhere strange i know that you know the place where i'm going is kind of also my home and i kind of belong there too to some extent you know my friends are there and other people that i love are there people that i vibe with are there so that's kind of lessening the sadness in my heart right now because it's not like i'm going somewhere that i don't know but anyways i leave in uh, a little bit you know maybe like yeah three hours and I was sitting in my bedroom, and I was like, because I finished packing last night, after a lot of fucking tears, and literally, I mean it, I cried twice. But and I'm not I'm not afraid to share that. You know what? I I cried while packing. Call me crazy, you know. I was sitting in my bedroom this morning, and I was like, I need to take a shower. And I was like, oh you know what? I kind of wanna record this episode right now because i'm feeling hella emotional and i was like this is why i created this podcast you know i wanted to share this vulnerable moment with you you know when you listen to this podcast this episode on sunday i will be long gone in kayseri in turkey but for now i just want to share this with you and i don't know why maybe it's therapeutic to me in some some way also, there are a lot of birds chirping in my window, and I appreciate the background music. But can y'all fuck off? Thank you, respectfully. Um. On the brighter side, I'm so excited to go and figure out how the summer is gonna is gonna go in Kayseri. I have a lot of plans this summer. Well, nothing on the touristic side. Like, I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna be traveling a lot, just because I have a lot of work to do and I have a lot of. You know, like kind of academic plans, if that makes any sense. Also, I'm not like a big traveling enthusiast uh, to admit. I hate to admit that because, you know, when people say, oh my God, I love traveling, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, y'all sound so cool and I wish I could be y'all, but I'm not. I'm like a grandma, you know. I I fucking love settling down, you know, uh, being in one place. I would occasionally, I don't know, go somewhere with all my homies and, I don't know, somewhere coastal maybe, near the ocean, and visit a new city, preferably like a small town, because I hate big cities. Like, okay, my anxiety cannot. Also, something about having to take 10,000 transportation methods to reach a certain destination is just ridiculous to me. I don't really understand the point of having huge cities. Like they're in moderately big cities, which I get, but there are some cities out there. It's just fucking crazy. Like it's five cities in one and I don't wanna judge. I don't wanna judge, like I I get the glory of it. I get why people like them, I guess, I don't know, but it's just not for me. I prefer going somewhere small between, you know, somewhere where I can just take a fucking bike and you know, ride along and fucking explore everything with my bare eyes and hands and get to know the place and the people and everything i like when things are easy well not like things in general but like when trips are easy you know when you go somewhere and you want to do something you have like this i don't know three-step plan that you're gonna do and enrich whatever you want i don't want to be like oh my god which fucking metro should we take you know i don't know anyway i really drifted far away from the topic that i want to talk about but yeah, this summer is gonna be just a chill summer, nothing too crazy, just vibing and you know it's gonna be hot as fucking Kaiser anyways. And I just can't wait to see my friends again, get to hang out and spend some cool summer nights watching friends and doing intoxications. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, it was whatever. Sometimes. I find myself getting so carried away, you know, drifting in topics that I wasn't even planning on including in the episode necessarily, and not because I want to keep it to myself. Oh god, no. This is our fucking podcast. We don't keep secrets in this household. As the description says, everything is on the goddamn table. So, why is my throat is dry again? Take a sip of the water, the wu'a. This is your sign to drink your water too. anyway i was saying that sometimes i i say shit that i didn't want to say in the episode and not because i want to keep it to myself but because sometimes that thing that i talked about was supposed to be included in a like i had the whole episode planned for that specific topic you know and i end up saying things that i wanted to say later in the in other episodes and shit just gets messy Anyways, today's episode is the first full episode because you know, the one before it was just an intro episode. It was 10, it was eight fifty, eight 8 minutes, 50 seconds long. But this is the long shit y'all. This is, this is the real one. This is the real, this is the first episode if you want to call it. And this episode is going to be about living alone, especially living, you know, far away from home alone. And I mean like 4,000 kilometers away. I'm going to share my personal experience with you and I chose this topic for today because I am dealing with it right now, you know? I am good leaving right now. So I was like, what better topic would be to talk about other than this? Okay, so okay, let's let's get this show on the road. Let me tell you how and why and what the fuck happened until I ended up in Turkey. It's story time, bitches! Okay, let's rewind a little bit to July 2017. July 2017, I had just graduated high school and I was traditionally applying for universities and schools in Morocco because I kind of never had any intentions of studying abroad. I don't know why. I just genuinely, I don't know, didn't never, like I never really considered it for some reason. And to be fair, I had no idea where I was going to end up at all. Like, it's not like I had other plans. I just didn't have any plans at all. After high school. It was kind of a a now what moment, you know? I was mega confused and I didn't know what what I wanted. But I kind of knew what I... I think I kind of knew what I wanted. I just... I guess I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know how to reach what I wanted. Okay, that was so unnecessarily complicated. Let me break it down. If you don't know... I study architecture and architecture is kind of all I do with my life, well besides trying not to die alone in a country that's thousands of kilometers away from my family, but that's not the point. Back to architecture, I probably cannot put into words the good that architecture has done to my life. And I mean it. I'm so serious. Let me take another sip of the water. Is this annoying? Is this annoying you that I have to drink water every two seconds? Well, I don't care, bitch. You want me to fucking choke up and die? Anyway, um, I was talking about how architecture is important in my life. I am not exaggerating. When I say that architecture has, gave, has given my life a meaning, Okay. I was so lame, y'all. I did not I did not have more than two things top that I actually loved about my whole life, which talking about it now seems really dark and twisted and totally fucked up, but hey, you asked for this shit, so here we are. So back when I was 17 years old, I feel like almost all my classmates kind of had plans for their lives or at least kind of knew which school they wanted to go to, whether that school was going to accept them or not. You know, at least they had something in mind. Me, on the other hand, no idea. Believe me when I tell you, my brain was fucking empty, you know? There, like, there was nothing. I Like, if you, if you asked me, what the fuck are you going to do? I would not even have enough data in my brain to answer that question back then, you know? But there was, there has been this one thing, though, that I actually, like, could slightly imagine myself doing and that was architecture i've been fascinated by this shit since i was like i don't know 10 or 11 years old i still had no idea what it might take to apply to an architecture school nor like what do architecture school really study what fucking ever and at that point the only thing that i didn't mind studying was architecture you know I didn't even like feel it. I didn't even, I wasn't even sure that I wanted to study it. I just knew that I wouldn't mind studying it, you know? So that was a starter. But at that point, I was like, well, actually, either that, either, either, either that, or maybe cooking or like fucking becoming a chef or something, which. Kind of still is my low-key fantasy. When I'm cooking, I pretend I'm in a fucking cooking show or something. Just for funsies. Um, So I gathered all the balls that I have. Okay, once I realized that there's this one thing that I wouldn't mind fucking studying. I gathered all the balls I have while feeling like a loser for some fucking reason. And I remember vividly that I felt like I was a failure a lot back in that period. I really don't know why. Maybe it's because my high school score wasn't as high as I expected it to be, although my mom never really commented on it. You know, my mom is the type of person to tell, you, always tell you that as long as you did all you could, it's fine by her, whatever the fucking outcome is, which to my favor is an amazing thing. She's an awesome, lovely lady. Shout out to my mom. Anyway, I go to my mother and I remember that I had this conversation with her saying that I only want to study architecture and probably nothing else you know I well my mom was like you have to apply to all the schools before I tell her about the architecture thing she was like just apply to all the schools and because this is what most Moroccan kids do you know you don't like actually this is what everybody does I feel like everywhere like you don't just be like oh I want to be a doctor so I'm just gonna apply to med schools like you apply to all the schools and Whoever accepts you, you know, you choose from that range. So that's what my mom said. But then I, when I, you know, figured out that I would probably not be able to do that. I would probably not be able to fucking study, I don't know, electrical engineering. I just fucking told her. I was like, yo, hi queen. We have a situation. And I told her That there's probably nothing else that I imagine myself studying, and that I don't want to do this, and that I don't want to fucking study something that I don't want to, you know, pursue for the rest of my life because that would make me depressed, and blah, blah, blah. And to be honest, I'm not gonna lie, I was ready for her to go nuts and be like, What the fuck are you thinking? Like, you have to keep an open mind on opportunities, blah, blah, blah. But she literally exceeded all expectations. My mom was like, All right, that's it. She was like, Okay, I got you. You know, she literally didn't complicate that shit. She was like, Sure, you know. So I applied to a public architecture school in Morocco. Well, there's, I think there's only one that's public. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't want to be saying, you know, something inaccurate, but that's the one I knew of. So I applied to that one and also a bunch of other schools that didn't really fucking relate to you know what i wanted but you know i was like you know maybe i could just study there for like a year until i find a better school next year but whatever my main focus was on that one architecture school that was public in morocco and guess what that school did not even accept my application form for shit that school did not even like get me through the first step of accept acceptation Accept? i don't know whatever i was devastated i cried for days i thought my fucking life was over i thought i was going to be one of those people who spend their lives doing random shit that they don't even like i was i literally was convinced that that was the end of the fucking world so i kind of isolate myself because i was very depressed during that period i remember clearly that my soul was leaving my body And a week or two go by and I'm so dead. I don't even care about the other schools I applied to. Literally couldn't fucking care less about those hopes, you know, because the one I wanted rejected my application. So I was like, what am I gonna do with my life now? And one day I was in the car with my mom and she goes like, yo, I'm ready to pay your tuition in this other private architecture school like, I checked the prices, and I think we can be, you know, we, we might be able to afford it. And then I'm like, I literally fucking cried a little bit. Because I know that, like, I that's not what I wanted, you know? Like, even if we were able to afford it, which I highly doubt we were able to afford it. Sorry. I highly doubt we had the money for that, but... Even if we did, I'm not the kind of person that would make my parents pay that much money just for me. Just so I can do something like that, you know? I mean, like, maybe if we were fucking billionaires, I'd pay a tuition that high. But I knew that if we paid that much money my tuition on my tuition, it just... Actually, I didn't know, but just the doubt of it, that, you know, it would probably, like, affect my family's lifestyle or, like, make them, you know cut on some things just to be able to afford it, blah blah blah, even though nobody told me these things, but I thought about them. You know, that shit just raised my fucking anxiety to the roof, can you imagine? Also besides of course the fact that my family would not be as comfortable financially because of my selfishness of wanting to go to fucking architecture school. And besides the fact that if my mom pays that much money for me to go there, I'd be even harder on myself than I already naturally am. So I'd have no social life. And I'd just be enclosed in my fucking room studying 24-7. Because there's no room for even the slightest mistake. Since, you know, making fucking mistakes would be just a waste of my family's money. And besides all those thoughts that my overthinking mind couldn't stop telling me. I would just feel like I'm forcing things at that point, you know. Like, it wouldn't feel like it's meant to be. It wouldn't feel natural. So, I basically just denied my mom's idea. Well, not totally. Until I found my current university online. But, I was like, uh, sorry, queen. I don't think I can do that. You know, that is not. I want to go to architecture school more than anything. But, here's the thing. I wasn't even attracted to the school. To this private school. You know, I checked it online. I wasn't even like, oh my god, I want to go there. I was like, whatever. This shit is. I'm not even hyped about this, you know. Okay, now you might be thinking, "Ikram, but you're studying in a whole different country. Doesn't that take hella money too?" Like you could have just used that money in your own country, and it it would probably be the same. Let me clarify to you. Let me explain to you the amount of money, the amount of difference between the two situations. Okay, picture this. The money that I spend now on tuition plus living expenses in total per year are all only one third of the tuition price alone of that private school. Wait, is that cal- is that right? I think it is. Let me let me calculate this quick in my brain. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it is. So yeah, it's a huge difference. Moving on i found my current university so bizarrely online Well, i was just casually surfing the net <laughs> that expression is so fucking hilarious to me surfing the net Well, anyway i found my school while surfing the net and i think it was a youtube video of an instructor or like a head of department or something talking about the university And I was like, what? This university is in Turkey? Mind you, back then, I knew nothing about Turkey. Like, nothing. Well, besides their TV series and some of their food and the fact that Turkey was part of two continents. But that's it, you know? So I googled the name of the university just because I was so curious. I look at the pictures and it looks gorgeous. Okay, this hoe looks hot as fuck. I shortly after that went to their website and found out that this was an English university. I was like, hold on, what the fuck? Because I was hella unintellectual back then. And I did not know much about, you know, how universities work. And also, I think it's because I'm the oldest child. So it's not like there's any supervisor to guide me or give me information about anything that happens after high school. So I got a little bit obsessed, okay, with this whole university and... With Turkey, a little bit, and the idea of style, you know, just the, the whole concept of me studying abroad, which was not in my brain, started penetrating my brain a little bit. It was still, you know, far, far away. I wasn't like crazy or anything, but it was definitely living in my brain rent free. Now, the thing is, I was kind of concerned to tell my mom about this because I had absolutely no idea what her reaction might be I mean I'm her first child to graduate high school too you know she was just as inexperienced as I was in this department but I still told her because I was like I wanted to really apply like if I wanted to really apply to this school I was kind of running out of time and if this shit was for real I had to get started on my you know getting my papers ready getting my passport right It's a whole process so i tell my mommy and she was so happy for me which was fucking surprising because i was like i I didn't have anything to expect you know i had no fucking expectations but i was like you know my mom might go crazy because you know she's gonna freak out she's gonna be like what the fuck oh my god what are we gonna do now like i can't let you go you know things that some parents do but no what a fucking queen she was like oh my god finally she finally knows what she wants to do she almost couldn't believe it that i finally you know kind of had ambitions to do anything with my life because i was so depressed so i showed her the website and i walked her through the requirements and in that same week we started getting all the papers needed you know ready and everything and that's kind of how i you know um found my school that's kind of how i decided to go abroad that's kind of the full story actually and so again my parent parapro- again cannot speak sorry can i can i call this dyslexia even though i have no idea what dyslexia is i just wait i can't guys don't fucking judge me dyslexia i'm googling this right now dyslexia meaning a general term for disorders that involve difficulty in learning to read or interpret words letters and other symbols but that do not affect general intelligence see this has this has nothing to do with what i'm doing right now this is about reading but even if it did, it says that it has nothing to do with intelligence. So even if I had dyslexia, it wouldn't mean that I'm fucking dumb. So you technically don't have the fucking right to judge me. Anyway. Drink water. <laughs> so I got my papers ready and I eventually left Turkey with one of my friends. Um, well, I met this girl on the website. Of the actually on the facebook page after i applied to the school and i got it you know my current university i applied to it oh fuck! i skipped that whole part okay so i applied to the university after getting my papers ready and they accepted me and then i went on there you know they added me to their facebook group of the newcomers of that year because this my our university is kind of like a small baby university so it's not like huge so everybody knows everybody And every year, they open this Facebook um, page and add all the newcomers to it. So they added me when I got accepted. And I found this other Moroccan girl that was also going. That also got accepted in the same university. So I texted her, or she texted me or something. And we ended up being such great friends. And she is still my friend to this day. And I love her so much. And so she lives in another city. And when we texted, we were like, oh my god, we're going to the same school, whatever. And... I went to her house and in that city, in Morocco, and we met and we agreed to, you know, leave Morocco together. So the day of leaving, I pack my stuff and I go to her city because that's where the airport is because my city has no fucking airport. And we left Morocco together, and that was fucking. I don't know, nerve-wracking, you know, when, like, everything was right, I was so excited, I remember that I was, oh my god, hyped the fuck up, but the sooner the day of leaving was coming, I was like, shit, I can't believe I'm actually leaving, what am I gonna do, I'm literally gonna be alone, you know, people are gonna hate me, oh my god, I have to fit in, I have to make friends, I have to you know act normal and not act weird so that people aren't scared of me you know shit like that and having that friend with me you know having you know leaving together with her from morocco and going to the same school together was so just relieving you know and it just made the whole process a million times better we actually arrived to Kayseri at night so that was kind of like the first night in turkey kind of nerve-wracking kind of emotional kind of anxious a little bit because it was so hard to say goodbye to my mom and you know being aware of that goodbye being aware that i'm probably not going to see my mom in at least a year you know that shit was oh my god it was not cute i'm just telling you like, I try to hold it in so that my mom doesn't cry or anything, but I think we ended up crying anyway. Yeah, we cried. We fucking hella cried. Oh, wow. I remember. We cried a lot in the airport. <sighs> and back then, I felt... Because it was the first time, it was a thousand times w- like worse than, than it is right now. Than like what I'm going through right now. Because... I did not know what the fuck was on the other part of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just it was the first time I travel alone, the first time I I'm with without my mom, the first time that I feel this sort of independence. But back then it came to me as as I'm feel as I'm being abandoned, you know? It was not independence, it was just kind of a negative feeling like you know, I'm alone, I'm all by myself, it wasn't I'm alone, it was I'm lonely, you know, so it was kind of of fucked up, but anyway, that was kind of the part, you know, the kind of like the first initial baby steps part of the, of this story, and this was actually not bad, like, I'm, I wouldn't say I was crazy anxious, or like, fucking sad or anything i was just kind of stressed and nervous because i didn't know what to expect and i didn't know how to act around people and when you go to an to an international university there's all kinds of nationalities in there and for me it was kind of the first encounter i had with any of these people any like for example you see somebody from a country you've never interacted with before you don't know how to talk to them you don't know you know whether to say certain things or whether or not to say certain things or maybe it was just me overthinking but everything ended up being great and i ended up being friends with most people that i met and we ended up having a bomb time together and all that scary stuff like me having to adapt on my own me having to do you know kind of like Organize my own life etc those are those are things I've never had a problem with anyway because the way that our household is is you know is functioning is that it's not like in our family it's like everybody is their own person anyway you know like you are not treated in a way where like you feel like you're living with your parents you feel like you you and your parents are living in the same house, and that's it. That's how our house works. And I feel like that's amazing because you kind of feel like you belong here. You kind of feel like you have a a hand of control in the household too, you know, as an adult, not just as a kid who was living with their parents. And I don't know how did my mom manage to create this this kind of, you know, environment for us, but I really appreciate it so you know all that stuff of having to do my own thing and having to take care of myself never really had a problem with that because i actually loved and enjoyed that i love taking care of myself i love fucking cooking for myself doing my own laundry uh oh my god grocery shopping grocery shopping is my probably one of my top five hobbies to do (laughs) i just love doing stuff like that i never really had a problem with those it was just kind of the feeling of aban- like being abandoned, as I said before. I don't know what the fuck was up with that, but I felt like, you know, the world hated me. And maybe it was just because I was a fucking stupid little 17-year-old. But that feeling kind of faded away after I met some people. But that it didn't last for long. Okay, hi, I'm back. It's question time, okay, you might, I don't know, I cannot really tell if you can notice the difference between this audio and the audio that was before this one, but a lot of shit has happened in between, and, okay, first of all, I'm not in Morocco anymore, I'm in Turkey, shocker, I know, and it has been approximately four or five days since the last, since I was recording the last audio you were hearing, and initially I had started recording this part too. And when I, when I was recording, I just realized that I'm giving advice to somebody. And I wasn't at the top of my game, okay? I was emotional, I was really hormonal. I, was, I had been crying for several days because I had to say goodbye to my family. It just was not the right vibe, you know? I was not physically or mentally ready to deliver that type of information so I said you know what the podcast comes next week I'm just gonna have to you know leave it to next week and record it then so this is what I'm doing um I really hope I can make this work at the end and you know combine the, the several audios that I have but for now I'm just winging it to be honest I'm not gonna lie to you also if you hear any you know outer noises or voices or something just please don't mind it I really 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 want to upload this podcast and the only reason why I am not canceling this week is because I know there are questions that maybe somebody's waiting for me to answer and also I don't want to you know I just want to force myself to deliver the thing that I promised to deliver And don't get me wrong, I'm having so much fun doing this. Thank you so much for all your questions. Thank you so much for trusting me with your stories. I really cannot appreciate you enough and I really feel like we're besties. The first question that I wanna answer, oh my God, are you guys ready? I'm so excited. Okay, first question. Hi, I graduated high school last year, but I didn't do anything this year and I want to become a veterinarian and I found a great school, but it's not in Morocco and I'm afraid of telling my parents because I am their only child And I'm a girl, so I'm afraid they won't let me go. I love you so much. Thank you for this podcast. I love you too. You're welcome. Okay, so this question, I wanted to start with it because I just love the fact that this girl, this lady, this fucking queen, just trusted me with her, you know, problem and she's asking for help. This is a tough situation, but only, you know, it's actually really simple. Like the solution to this is very simple. It is going to take you some efforts. It's going to take you strong mental and physical health, but it is really simple. First of all, I just want to point some key points to you, like some keywords that will remind you of where you are. First of all, you already graduated high school, which I congratulate you for. It's no easy job. Second of all, you already know what you want to do, which is a great place to start. And trust me, it is not the case for many people. It is okay. You took a year. You figured out where your head is at you already found where you want to go already, like the place and the university itself, which takes you even five steps forward. And the only fear that I'm seeing in this whole situation is coming from your head. That means, like, you haven't even tried to tell your parents yet about this. I mean, you know your parents best, of course. You're gonna know your parents better than I do. But you still can't just assume their reaction beforehand, you know what I mean? Because that would only give you anxiety, stress, and will probably, you know, even drive you away from your dream job if you keep thinking about it. You're probably just gonna end up saying, you know what, this is too much work, fuck it, I'm not gonna even tell them. And then like two years, three years later, you're gonna be like, fuck it, like shit, I ruined my life, you know what I mean? Or you're gonna find yourself doing something that you don't wanna do. So what I say to you is that, go have a mature conversation with your parents, Convince them that you're ready for this physically and mentally. This is what you want to do. And of course, with respect to the financial side, check if your parents can afford this life shift and event that you're about to do. And if everything, if all of these things that I just said are are like already you know done, just get moving. You know, start like start bringing them concrete evidence and proof that you are serious about this and that you got this. You know. Like, if you don't have a passport yet, go and start, you know, um, get, uh, collecting the papers that you need for passport. passport. Uh, if you need a visa, go look, search on how to get a visa. You know what I mean? Show your parents that you are already independent of some sort. That you can already take care of at least a little bit of your own shit, you know? And the last thing is just please remember that your parents love you. And they only want the best for you. Just go talk to them. And if this is something you're truly, truly passionate about, I'm sure they will understand at some point. And I really wish you, I wish, I really wish that everything's going to work out just great for you. Okay, question two, how did you change before and after COVID? Well, personally, I, I wouldn't say that I severely changed, like I'm still the same person, but I definitely am way more introverted than I ever was in my life sorry I feel like I always was like an outgoing person I would talk to anybody even if I didn't know them I would socialize I would you know have conversations with people but now I can't even sometimes oh this is a shocker but sometimes I find it hard to even talk to people that I already know like this is not somebody new but I would still prefer not to talk to them at all you know i definitely more i'm definitely more introverted i don't enjoy staying outside as much as i used to i would like if i have to do something that is very urgent i would go outside do that thing you know run my errands do my chores whatever and i would literally just come back home immediately i would not like hang out in a like a coffee shop or like eat outside or anything i just want to be home 24 7 and not do anything and the I don't know like that to you might sound really boring but to me I don't know man I just enjoy it so much um, I also I think I'm better at cooking now like I well I'm not, I'm not better at cooking but I kind of like figured out new recipes and stuff I tried a lot of stuff I you know found new products that I like so definitely on the culinary side we're better And what else? I think I have more hobbies. Like I, for example, the podcast is definitely because of COVID. Because when I was, you know, at my house by myself, I was going crazy. All these thoughts in my head were driving me insane. So the podcast is definitely, well, partially a result of COVID, if you want to say that. But, um, I think, yeah, it's just things like these, you know, it's not nothing really huge. Um, how did you cope with homesickness? Um, and I'm, I'm assuming this question is like, how did I cope with homesickness at the beginning when I was just moving out of my house, like four years ago? I actually didn't try to cope with it. I just, you know, I, it fucking ruined me, you know, so I wasn't even doing anything to fight against it. It just kind of went away. Well, it never went away but like it became less severe when i met the right people you know when my, when i met my friends my homies and you know it's kind of i made another family here like in turkey and now i have two families and i whenever i'm i'm not with one of them i miss them you know but it's definitely just me being fucking depressed until it went away partially i really don't have a mechanism to like against homesickness it's a really tough thing so yeah I didn't really do anything about it somebody said do you have two personalities like one in Turkey and one in Morocco I don't have two personalities I have 11 personalities <laughs> okay I'm just kidding I don't have I, actually I don't know I'm probably the same person everywhere but there is sides of my personality that kind of you know shine in certain circumstances so i don't know like um i don't know how to give an example but for example like the personality of me that loves cooking and loves doing chores and loves running errands because yeah i love that shit i'm a fucking grandma i told you um that side shines more in turkey you know because in morocco i don't really do anything because my mom does everything for me which I enjoy for like a couple of months or even for like one month. But then I'm, I crave, I crave taking care of myself again. So that's like kind of my, like a side of my personality that changes, you know, from Morocco to Turkey. But no, I don't have t- two personalities. I'm the same person everywhere. I feel like, I mean, I, I hope. <laughs> um, another really great question is how did it, how long did it take to feel like home? uh it took a really long time i would say it took about two years two strong years to finally be able to really really like genuinely feel like i'm home in turkey the first my first year in university was shit um i i failed uh actually i didn't fail many courses in first year what am i saying that was second year second year i failed two courses that were really mandatory but first year it was kind of fucked up on the social side you know It was a toxic environment. I was toxic myself. I'm not like, I'm not blaming anybody. Don't understand. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm blaming myself because I was such a toxic bitch. I was crazy, y'all. I was literally all the nine yards. I don't know what the fuck was I thinking. But, like, my personality was really weak. I feel like I was fucking all over the place. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do with life. I didn't know who to choose to surround myself with. I didn't know how to take care of my friends. I didn't know how to be there for somebody. Well, I tried, but, you know, it was not in a in a efficient, you know, straightforward. It's not, you know, it's, it wasn't the way that you would want it to be. And, but I wouldn't trade that for the world. That was the period where I, you know, built my personality that I have now. And I I'm, I will forever be grateful for that. Period of my life but that doesn't mean that it wasn't fucked up it was really screwed and second year i kind of started um like second year was fucked up and first semester it was just like the first year and second semester it's kind of where i started to wake up a little bit you know like i started realizing that i need to fix this and fix that and improve myself and develop myself and that was also the moment where I started to love myself and appreciate myself and get more familiar with my myself physically and mentally you know and by the end of the second year, I kind of like cut off so many people of my life well not entirely but you know and third year was the year that I really love and appreciate It was still fucked up a little bit academically but um. On the social side, I met my best friends that I have now. I met, you know, my people and the people that I will forever probably have in my life, you know. And that means the world to me. So I would say third year is when Turkey started to feel like home to me. Wow, that was a long answer. I'm sorry to whoever asked that question. Actually, I know who asked the question. I'm really sorry. That was a long, unnecessarily explicit version of the answer um okay another question oh this is the the this is not the last this is the one before the last we're just gonna do two more questions but this question i love it so much because i want to there's a lot of stuff that i want to say about this okay the question is uh first of all you're doing i hope you're doing great second i think my girl best friend and i like each other like in a sexy way (laughs) I also like how this guy said in a sexy way not in a romantic way like uh, like we have feelings for each other no he said in a sexy way and I like that I really want to talk to her about this but I'm afraid if I'm wrong then everything will be ruined I don't want to fuck this up but I really want to know should I ask her other female friends okay so this person initially just dropped um, literally two words on my question box and then I had to text this person And get more details from them because I needed to know the explicit version of the story. So I asked this person, why do you feel like she likes you? Because you said, you know, you like each other. So what made you think that she likes you back? I mean, you know you like her, but how would you just assume that, you know, she likes you back? And he said, she keeps flirting with me. And she started acting like she gets jealous when there are other girls. And apparently that, like, these things were not happening before in their friendship. So there there's this is a 50 50 chance you know this girl could be just really attached to you as a friend as her best friend and she loves you so much and has so much love for you that she's kind of like confusing you know when or when not to feel jealous and it happens to the best of us it happened to me with um my male best friend like a couple of years ago where i thought i was because i was so attached to this person I would literally get jealous if they spend time if they spend too much time with somebody else or if they tell somebody else you know something really personal before telling me you know what i mean stuff like that and that is really normal because that would happen with anybody you know no matter the gender even if it was a female friend i would still be jealous that you know i'm not as close to her at, as somebody else because i want to be close to this person Because I have a lot of love for this person, but not necessarily in the romantic way or in the sexy way, as you said Um, This is chance number one, you know, she could just be really attached to you She feels she does feel jealous because she wants to spend more time with you Or she wants to be your number one priority as a friend or whatever But it doesn't necessarily mean that she has feelings in in a sexy way the second chance, it could be the simplest version of this, which is she has feelings for you. She fell, you know, I don't want to say fell in love. That's a big word. But she has feelings for you. She, she sees you as more, of a, you know, more than a friend, blah, blah, blah. Now you're like, oh, so what should I do? You asked me and you said, should I ask her other female friends? And I say, no, do not ask her female friends. You're saying that this person is your best friend. You're talking about her in a way that, makes me think that you guys are really tight like you're close as fuck so you guys must be you know close enough to talk about this then for you to talk about this with her female friends um i mean i'm just putting myself in her shoes and i'm telling you from my personal perspective what i would like you to do what i would like you to do is to talk to me face to face whether you know what i mean whether i like you in a sexy way or not you know no matter the outcome i would like you to as my best friend you know as homies we don't keep nothing from each other you come to me and you tell me about this okay you tell me like hi like i think i really like you okay like in a sexy way and i I only say that do this if you gave it time and you see that this person is you know you just give it time and see the bigger picture and then do this step of talking to the person And when you give it time you're gonna be able to decide you know you're gonna be able to see to say something like okay so let's say she says no I you know I just see you as a friend but I'm really attached to you I love you so much and whatever can you you know keep up with that can you stay uh, you know in a friendship with this person or would it harm you too much like are you too into this person to stay just friends in that case you still tell her I like you and if she says no then you say well, maybe we can try, but I can't promise you that I can do this, you know, because I'm too into you and I can't see you any any other way. But if you like her a little bit, like in a flirty way and like, oh, like you're attracted to her or whatever, she could still be your friend and you guys could still be chilling. You know what I mean? You could still be best friends, even if the sexual tension is there. It's, you know, who knows? Maybe it can even add a little spice to this friendship. You know what I mean? Being flirty with someone is not bad. So, as long as it doesn't harm anybody, as long as it, you know what I mean, you're not too invested in the romantic, sexy way, you can still be chilling with this person. So my, like, let's let me just summarize. The thing that I'm saying is conversation. Have a conversation. Communicate whatever your, you know, your feelings are. Communicate with this person because nothing is going to be solved if you keep everything to yourself, or if you choose to talk to somebody else about it so that they talk to them about it. Just open up to this person. Because this, this concerns you and them. And her other female friends have nothing to do with this. So, you know what I mean? Like, gather your courage and go talk to this girl and tell her. Let her know. Let her know about your feelings. And I really hope that, you know, this is going to end on a good tone. Um, Another question that I want to answer is... Okay. Um, my friend... <laughs> My friend dropped a question. Actually, it's not a question. It was just a a sentence. Is it a sentence or an expression? He said, distance relationships. So, um, because I have a whole other episode, you know, dedicated to relationships in general, I'm just not going to dive deep into this. I'm just going to say, like, my superficial, basic, um, you know, just general idea or opinion about distance relationships. I don't have much experience with distance relationships, but I really don't imagine myself doing distance relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't really envision myself. I don't feel like it's my thing. I believe I'm a very physical person. Like, if I if it's my person, I want to be physical with them. I want to be able to see you and like, you know what I mean, physically. Um, but that doesn't mean there you know there's no exception. Because I'm a big emotional piece of shit. <laughs> and I believe in love. And I believe in bonding with someone. And you know, when you click with someone. And when you have this connection with somebody. And you feel really comfortable with them. And the way you guys talk. And the way they get you. You know what I mean? If I, or like if I find that kind of love. that I, Which I never found by the way. I would probably, probably do this relationship with this person for like a year you know you know like a year or like a year and a half or something i would do it i would risk it and just you know do it because then it will not be a waste of anything of time of energy of anything this is still my person but i'm just waiting on them you know what i mean and i know this is my person and i know we click and i know we connect and i know that i'm probably you know you don't find that kind of stuff everywhere i mean I'm not going to be the one to tell you, oh, you only find love once. No, I don't believe in that shit. I feel, I feel like you can find love multiple times, but um, those multiple times are not many, you know what I mean? Um, so I'm like, if I ever come across that once in my life, I'm not going to let it go, especially if it's a you know, good, solid, mature, serious thing and somebody that I... That I really adore and love. I would not let them go just because of the distance of course. And yeah I hope that covered a little bit of that question. But definitely we'll be talking more. Like way more about that in another episode. About relationships. Stay tuned for that one. And I think these are all the questions that I have scheduled to answer. And I really think I answered all the questions that were asked to me. Well, besides ones that were really specific that I wanted to keep for other specific episodes. And, yeah. That's it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening, as always. And, oh my god, yes, I wanted to mention something at the end of the episode. I received some messages from uh, some people and that said they don't have Spotify in their countries, or they just don't have access to Spotify at all. And... I have some good news the good news are if you click the link in my Instagram bio which is at burrito with three R's and three O's yeah that's correct burrito you can access a, a, a website that will take you know give you the choice of five different platforms to stream the podcast on all those five platforms are for free completely for free you have um like a choose between anything you want. First one you're going to find is Breaker. Second one is Google Podcasts. The third one is Radio Public. Fourth one is Spotify and fifth one is Anchor. Anchor is the link you're going to access itself. So you can find the, you know, the podcast there. You can access it from Google Podcasts. You can access access it from Radio Public or anything you want. Or you can listen on Spotify which is um, the initial way that I wanted to schedule this, but we had to find different solutions for everybody. And I'm so happy with the way people are reacting to the podcast, people listening to it, people enjoying it. And some people even said that, you know, it suited you know, them or something. <laughs> or it made their day better. Or like, you know, they were bored and they, they were cooking and they needed something to listen to. So, that made my day, and thank you so much for everything, and I love you guys so much, and, you know, next week, drop some some new hot questions on my, you know, story, Instagram story in my question box, and I will make sure to answer them all. Thank you so much for tuning in, I love you so much, and we'll talk soon, bye.